Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi Line, hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Shout out to our folks watching us on Samsung TV Plus as well as we begin this NFL week number two Sunday slate. It's going to be a whole lot of fun football coming up a little bit later on today. 13 games. We have two games tomorrow. We have the nice little staggered, How about that? The staggered doubleheader thing. Two game family tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put TVs up. And when I get back home, I'll, oh, get, yeah. I'll put those TVs. I get the, the one game because, I mean, you got to watch both of them. That's oh, not yeah. that hard to watch. to go back and forth yeah. to play a little tennis. But, now yeah, two game family will be good today. Oh, we'll be we'll be locked and loaded. I already got my YouTube setup plan already for today and everything. Like we'll be locked and loaded. I'll, I'll be back home in time to get everything set up in time for the kickoff. So uh, we'll be all good. But we do have a fun second hour on deck for you guys here on the Lombardi Line. Thirty minutes from now, we will get the official actives and inactives. Those will be announced as we are approaching kickoff here, just two hours away for Sunday slate here in Week Two. But we wanted to clean something up here on this Bears Buccaneers game, Michael. I know you wanted to make a point here about the Chicago offensive line. Yeah, I mean, so I think I, I missed through. Whitehair will move from center to left guard. Nate Davis is out. We know Jenkins, their other starting guard, is out. So they'll put Lucas Patrick in at center and try to roll the dice there and see if they can hold up with, with their offensive line. It's a challenge. I think the one thing you have to look at at Tampa, Tampa's a good defensive front. I mean, Vita Vey's still really a good player. You know, they, that's the strength of Tampa's team is in their defensive front. And so this will be a tough challenge for them. And they're going to have to be able to prove that they can, the Bears can, you know, it's going to be tough to run the ball straight at them. And I think Todd Bowles does a really good job of taking away what the opponent wants to do. So they're going to have to throw the football. You were saying in the break, the Justin Fields' prop for, for passing is one, only 175. He's going to have to go over that if the Bears are going to win. And then he's got to protect the football, which is going to be a problem. And then defensively, Two of the starting corners for the Bears are out for the game. So, you know, they got Blackwell out for the game. And and so that's going to be a challenge. Their secondary is going to be challenged. Again, along with Alan Williams, their normal play caller won't, won't be calling. Uh, he'll miss the game for personal reasons. Yeah. And Kyler Gordon, he's on IR. They're a DB out of Washington, their second year guy. He's from my old neck of the woods up in Everett, Washington. Shout out to Kyler Gordon, but he's going to miss today's game over there on injured reserve. Uh, let's get to a game that did have a big move, and we're approaching a key number as the consensus number here. This is between the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. Right now, where I'm sitting here at Circa, it's still two and a half, but over at DraftKings, it is three in favor of Atlanta. Total sitting at 40 here, and this has a lot to do with the Green Bay injuries. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson expected to miss today's game yeah i mean so when you take their one of their best playmakers out of the game and i think that becomes problematic for them and you know and you see this i mean where are they going to get they don't have watson they don't have jones i mean this is now you're going to get a lot of aaron aj Dillon, who really couldn't get it going last week that was an issue he couldn't really get their run game couldn't when he was in the game, they couldn't run the football against Chicago. Dylan had, uh, well, I think he had 13 carries for 18 yards. His long run was seven yards. So that's going to be the issue. And they've got to be able to do that. As good as Dobbs played last week, Femi only averaged 6.5 yards a catch. 
score two touchdowns. So it wasn't a, you know, the, the, all, they got a lot from, from Aaron Jones. They got a big play in the, in the, in the throwback screen and he ran the ball for 41 yards with a touchdown. His only longest run was nine yards. So you take him out. That really helps. I mean, the bears, the bears outgained him in the game. You know, not outgained them. They had the ball more than they did. They had more first downs than they did, but green Bay was able to play well enough defensively and the issue is, is if the Bears, if, excuse me, if the Falcons run the football and keep the ball away from an offense that doesn't have a lot of explosiveness into it with Jordan Love, that signals a really good possibility for Atlanta to win. And one thing Atlanta can do is run the ball and keep it away from you. I'll preface this statement by saying this. I don't bet totals because I feel like I'm pretty bad at them. But doesn't this feel like an under game? Like with Atlanta trying yeah. to control the clock here, running the football, Green Bay down skill position, guys. The total sitting at 40 and a half. There's even a 40 over at DraftKings, but this feels like it's going to be a little bit more lower scoring than the market thinks. Yeah, and we say that, but last week Atlanta had had 24 points and they only had the ball for 25 minutes. Yeah, that's true. And Carolina controlled the clock the whole game and they turned it over, you know, but, you know, they couldn't stop the run game. Atlanta averaged five yards a, a run. I mean, the, the receivers couldn't. You know, they made no explosive plays in the past game. They had a 34-yarder to pitch, but other than that, they averaged 7.7. So if they can run the football again, if they have that ability to run, then it's going to be at some point Ritter's going to have to play effectively in this game today. But if they get in front, if they play from a 10 nothing, and they're making Jordan Love throw it 40 times, then that's an issue. Then that's going to be the issue. They were not good on third down. I mean – You've got to be able to get this game to third down if you're a Green Bay so that you can take advantage of Ritter. <laughs> How about this one? One thing I always believe in, Femi, mm-hmm. I always want to look at to win a game like tonight, New England playing uh, Miami. They, New England's got to get that game to about 14 third downs. What does that mean? That means that you've not allowed big plays, mm-hmm. that you've not allowed them to play Canadian football, that you've not allowed them to just get chunk plays. When you can increase the amount of third downs the opponent has to play, you're playing better defense. So today for Green Bay, if they can get Atlanta into 14, 15 third downs, that's outstanding. they got a chance to win the game. If they can't, if they can't, then it's going to be hard, and Love's going to have to play catch-up. I think it was the great Peyton Manning who said that, hey, let's get first downs on first down or first downs on second down. Let's not wait till third. Well, well, that's what Canadian football is. That's what I've been calling Canadian football for 10 years. I mean, to me, I've never understood. I hate this verbiage. Well, let's get, you know, let's get the third and manageable. Okay, we get the third and manageable, third and five. If you're a really good team on third down, you convert 45% of third downs. You're still giving it back to them 55% of the time, right? That's not good. That's not good. So, so the, the key is to get first downs and two downs. How do we do that? Uh, is you've got to be willing to throw the football effectively, win first down. Drive starters are something we don't talk enough about. But when you can start a drive, you come out in the first play of a drive and you get a chunk play, you get the defense on their heels. Drive starters are so important in the game. And if you're Chicago who needs momentum going, or if you're Atlanta who needs a chunk play, first and 10, when you get the ball, that's a critical down. If you end up running it for three yards, it's hard to come back from that. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'm just curious to see where this market ends up because there's a little bit of push pull at some of the uh, sharper offshore books here. I'm sitting at Circa. We're sitting at two and a half, but some of the other books we're sitting at three in favor of the Falcons. So there's not a consensus to the Falcons at three, but we are hovering around a key number in that game. Uh, how about we stay in the NFC North here? Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Lions right now, four and a half point favorites, total sitting at 47. This is a contest play for me. I'll reveal that a little bit later on this hour. But what do you make of this game here where it's going to be a raucous environment everybody is excited in the motor city after they defeated the kansas city chiefs last thursday night do they carry that momentum to this afternoon well i mean look they're taking on a wounded team seattle's not healthy they get weatherspoon back they think we'll see if the inactive list comes through if he plays their starting quarter but he hasn't played a lot the first round draft pick he hasn't been able to play a lot jamal adams will not come back last week they got pushed around sean mcveigh uh, did a tremendous job against them, controlled the second half. The, the Seattle offense only had the ball for like nine plays in the second half. This will be different. Last year they played, these two teams both had over 500 yards. Seattle scored 48 points. Detroit scored 45. It was an arena football league game. It was fun to watch. And there was a lot of stuff going on. So for me, this is going to be, in, which team can play any kind of defense at all? 
and what team can actually not make the mistakes as they go through it. Now, the, the problem if you're Seattle, and I've said this earlier, bad lines don't travel. Hmm. So Seattle loses two starting tackles. And so Charles Cross, is he going to play? I don't know. We need to see that on the injury list. But, you know, they brought in they brought in Jason Peters to practice it to see if he could play at 41 years old. So they could actually go into a very crowded stadium with two new tackles, Stone Forsythe, and they could go in there with Jake Curhan. That's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. And I think that's why this line is going to tick towards Detroit. Yeah, and the, the total has actually been bet to the under because of the offensive line issues for the Seattle Seahawks. It opened at 51 and a half. Now we sit here at 47. But what do you make of this theory? Because I know a lot of people talk about when you lose old linemen during the middle of a game, it's a disaster because you don't game plan for losing those guys. You don't really expect it. The fact that Seattle has had all week to prepare for no Charles Cross, no Abraham Lucas, do you think that at least kind of mitigates the loss of those two tackles a little bit? It does, but you still have to play good, right? It mm-hmm. still comes down to the quality of play. Can they block Hutchinson? I mean, the one thing you got to say when you watch Detroit play this year, and even at points last year, is that defensive front it, it, it is pretty good. I mean, Hutchinson plays hard. They're active. They moved him around. I thought that Aaron Glenn did a nice job of moving him inside, especially when we saw that that the, the, the right tackle Taylor for the for the Chiefs was lined up as a punt protector in the punt formation. He was in the backfield so much, so that created a gap inside. But uh, Benito Jones, I mean, this McNeil kid, I mean, all these guys for uh, Detroit inside, you know, are really, really good. Uh, Kaminsky got another sack for them last week. So I, I think this line's a little underrated. The challenge is going to be can they cover. And last week they covered well in the secondary. But were, was that because of Kansas City's receivers? Because if Tony catches that pass, Kansas City's probably going to win that game, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. If Tony catches that pass, Kansas City might win. <laughs> Mosley's still not back. So mm. I like Detroit's front. I'm not sure they're good in the back end. Seattle's got three really good receivers. But it all comes down to can they protect. Also, I don't think we mentioned it either. Taylor Decker, the left tackle for the Detroit Lions, he is out in this game, so he won't be playing. But Detroit's offensive line is really good. Like I think they can at least handle the loss of one player, although Decker is a pretty good player. Uh, I think they should be able to handle that one there. But yeah, Tony, last yeah. – if Tony just catches uh, one think, of those passes, <laughs> the Chiefs Yeah, I think the key for Detroit today is Marvin Jones. I think he's got to play at a higher level. I think Marvin Jones has got to kind of – I know he's an older player. He's been a very good player through his career. He's got to play better in that three-receiver look to really help them. I think that really is going to help golf. And they've got to run the football effectively today. I think we'll see more of Gibbs, too. We didn't see enough of Gibbs last week either, or 10 days ago. All right. On the other side, we'll talk about the coaching matchup in Nashville or maybe a coaching mismatch. Vrabel against Brandon Staley. Chargers-Titans next here on the Lombardi Line. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for college and pro games every week. Our picks page recapping all the best bets from guests and hosts throughout the day in one convenient place. This season, we have a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. And our betting splits lets you know where the money and bets are moving for every game. The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds and betting data every five minutes. You can see all the changes and all the action. Go to VEASAN.com. For all your options to be part of the Sports Betting Network, that is vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi coming up in 15 minutes. Michael's Power Ratings. We're going to get the updated week two version of Michael's Power Ratings, his top five quarterbacks, and his bottom five quarterbacks. So we'll get into that 15 minutes from right now. Make sure you stick around for that. But let's talk about a game over in Nashville that has a lot of injury news to get through. So we'll get the actives and inactives also in 15 minutes. We'll see what who is in and who is out. And right now for the Chargers, I'm seeing that Joey Bosa, it sounds like he will play in this game. Eric Kendricks is out. Austin Eckler has been ruled out. Then for the Tennessee Titans, I'm seeing cluster injuries in the secondary. No Amani Hooker, no Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley already out of this game and also a little bit of banged up issue on the offensive line. So uh, how do you sort of kind of sort through the injury madness that is Chargers Titans kicking off a little bit later on this afternoon? Well, you know me, I always start with the coordinators, right? And I think Rabel last year goes into Los Angeles, wounded team, didn't have Jeffrey Simmons, didn't have, uh, you know, he had Tannehill, didn't have any receivers when he went back there and played against the Charger team. Uh, that was healthy. They had Mike Williams was in the game. Keenan Allen was in the game. Eckler was in the game. And it takes 10 points in the fourth quarter for them to come back and win. It takes a walk-off field goal, really, to beat them at 17-14. So, you know, Malik Willis even played in the game. Tannehill throws an interception. I like Tennessee today. Home opener. I think Tennessee's defense, I know they don't have Hooker, but they've had all week to get ready for not having Hooker. Mm -hmm. And I know they may not have Fulton, but they have time to get ready for that. And they're going to be a zone team anyway. So it isn't going to be like they're going to lock in on man to man. They're going to rely on Jeffrey Simmons and that rush Landry and all those guys to, to kind of put some pressure on Herbert and see if they can do something. And without Eckler to me, without Eckler, you're a different team. You're a different team in terms of all the things you have to prepare for when you're playing the chargers Eckler you know, he's got over 35 touchdowns in the last couple of years. He's tremendous. I mean, he's such a factor in the passing game. You've got to be able to prepare for him. And defensively, the one player they signed, Femi, this offseason, that they felt could really enhance their defense was Eric Hendricks. And now he's not in the game. And, you know, and so that's an issue. So I, I just think, to me, it'll be, a, it'll be a great game. But you're getting a home team with points. And I think when you read Steve Mackinnon's uh, guide, part of the, our, our betting guide, which I urge everybody to join us and read that guide, when you read him, one of the trends that he really believes that kicks off at 65% accuracy is the home team 0-1 getting points, a home dog getting points 0-1. And, 
I think it's a strong play. I really do, because I think Tennessee, now it's moved to two and a half. I don't think it has anything to do with Eckler's injury. I think it has everything to do with money coming in on Tennessee. Yeah, it could be authentic interest in the Titans there, and then maybe the injury stuff just kind of goes along with it to now have pushed us through the key number. I mean, we opened three and a half with this game here. Now we're down to two and a half. That's a pretty big move throughout the week in the NFL betting world. Yeah, and I mean, look, they they have very little ticket count, very little, but they have high money, which is another indicator, right? You want that. You want that. So I, I think to me, that's one of those games where, okay, you know, Vrabel's coaches really well. Staley, we don't know what he quite does well. Uh, <laughs> we're still asking. You know, I mean, wondering. I, I, I'm wondering what they were doing. I mean, I was, you know, Chuck Pagano. I was on Pat McAfee this week, and Chuck Pagano asked me, the former head coach of the Colts, he and I were together at the Raiders, and he's like, what would, what would Al have done, you know, with, when he saw what that? And, and, and Pagano made a great point. He said, if I would have left any of my corners, Pagano was a secondary coach by trade, a very good one. And he said, if I would have left any of my corners one on one against Tyreek Hill, they would have they would have held a mutiny against me. Said he's right. I mean, he's right. And so like that was just coaching malpractice. Now, the other factor of this game I didn't get into was last year, your Cowboys went in there. I think it was a Thursday night near in December. Cold day. Josh Dobbs is playing quarterback. And I thought for three quarters, Tennessee held their own in that game against the Kellamore offense. And I think Rabel will do a good job in both areas. That's why I think you got to take the points here. Yeah, no, I have no bet in this game. I didn't bet in the contest either. But in a close game, I think you got to lean heavily towards coaching. And I think in this matchup, we have a, a pretty big mismatch in terms of the coaching arena here. Like, like Rabel in a close game, I trust him a lot more than I trust Brandon Staley to go ahead and make the right decision in this contest. Uh, let's talk about the game in the NFC West, though. San Francisco at L.A., I mean, it's pretty much a home away from home for the 49ers. Let's be real about this situation. It'll probably mm-hmm. be 75% 49er fans. The Niners 75. right now, though. 75? <laughs> what do you, you have it at 95 we, or what? Can we tip that to 80? <laughs> okay, uh, 80. Okay, all right. I we'll, we'll we go 80. tip that to 85, uh, you know? All right, we'll go 85% 49ers fans. Niners, Empire, whatever they call themselves, they'll be in the building over there at SoFi. However, with that said, the line has been moving in favor of the Los Angeles Rams throughout this week. So this was around eight. I think there was even an eight and a half at one point earlier in the week. We're down to seven at some spots. DraftKings still has it at seven and a half here. Totals 45. Do you agree with that line movement moving in favor of Los Angeles? You know, it's funny when you go back and watch that tape again, when you watch San Francisco in Los Angeles last year, they went 24 to nine. You think they dominate the game, right? You think mm-hmm. this is just Oh my gosh, you know, and they, they really didn't, they didn't dominate at all. They, they didn't run the ball nearly effectively. They only had 13 first downs in the game, but where they did, and the, and the Rams had the ball for over 34 minutes in the game where they did dominate as they were in the backfield. I mean, they sacked, they stacked Stratford seven times, you know, and they forced him to throw the ball 48 times. See, this is what San Francisco does to Sean McVay's offense. He neuters it. He forces you to get into a passing game. They force you to get a passing game, and all of a sudden, then the problems start to show up. And I think, to me, they had Cooper Cup in that game. He was targeted 14 times in the game. No, excuse me. He was targeted 19 times in the game. Wow. He had 14 receptions, and he had 122 yards. And they still only scored nine points. So this is what happens. San Francisco does a good job in terms of forcing this in. And without Cup. Look, we all talked about it last week. The BYU receiver, who I can't say his name. Puka Nakua. Uh, Nakua. He played well, but he's also hurt. But that's been his problem at that's been his problem at uh, at BYU. He was always on the injury report. Plus two two Atwell, smaller guy. This is going to be a hard game for the Rams in terms of how are they going to hold up up front? How is Alario Jackson going to hold up against Bosa? I mean, last week he held up, but this is a different game. Yeah. This is a different game. So and I think San Francisco understands how to attack Raheem Morris' scheme way better than Seattle does. Way better. And I think I think the line needs to come closer. I agree with the line movement here, but San Francisco is still the better team. I'm surprised more people didn't take San Francisco in Survivor. You know, people are always scared of those division games, which I think also is why we're seeing the line move in favor of the Los Angeles Rams, like the division factor and all that stuff. And like, oh, it's McVay getting a touchdown and all that. Like, I think that's kind of what people are looking at here. But from an X's and O standpoint, I agree with you. Like, I don't see how the Rams block this front. They haven't proven that they can. Like, they haven't played a good game yeah. against them not, since the NFC not title. At all. Game. Yeah, not at all. And look, let's let's be clear. I mean, you know how funny how short our memories are. 
Remember when the Rams lost to the Broncos 51 to nothing in a preseason game or 41 to nothing? Was it 41 to nothing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the first week of the season, the Rams are like, How, I got a I got a text from a, a, an old, old friend who said, you're crazy recommending the Rams that in week one. <laughs> you know, I mean, now all of a sudden everybody thinks the Rams are a Super Bowl caliber team. Oh, mm-hmm. people underestimated the Rams. No, we haven't underestimated. The Rams were a good matchup against Seattle. They've always been a good matchup against Seattle. They're not a great matchup against San Francisco because San Francisco's strength is the Rams' weakness. And when that happens, that's a problem. San Francisco can maneuver around Aaron Donald. How are the Rams going to cover these receivers? How are the Rams going to get pressure on Purdy? How are the Rams going to slow it down? I think it's a hard game for the Rams. I really do. Uh, in full agreement for me, uh, I have not bet this game, nor will I. Uh, I will just go ahead and watch it and take in the data. Uh, Giants and the Cardinals, G-Men, Big Blue, oh down boy. in the desert. They're Big laying eight. four, laying four after oh losing by God. 40 hey, last week. five and a half, though, Femi. That was in no man's land, five yeah, and a half. It was. <laughs> now it's down to four. What did the What did the Cardinals do to, to get it down to four? What have they done? Now, they say Waller's going to play for the Giants. God bless. That's great. We'll see how long he plays and if that works, okay? Uh-huh. That's great. Here's the reality, though. Here's why I like the Giants here. And this is what I talked to Stormy about. We'll finish this on the other side. Is This is going to be a challenging game for Joshua Dobbs and Drew Petzik, the offensive coordinator, because he's going to get every blitz known to mankind. The, the Giants' defense did not play poorly last week. I know the score looked like they did, but a lot of that was the Giants' offense. Mm-hmm. And I do believe Brian Dayball understands what Gannon wants to do. He understands the scheme. He understands how he's trying to move the ball from their days against Philadelphia against the Giants. That's an advantage. And I just think it's going to be hard for Dobbs to come in here and and protect the football and make plays in the passing game. We'll finish it on the other side. Yeah, I think this game has the biggest chance to go ahead and see a line movement prior to kickoff based on the actives and the inactives list. We'll get into all that injury news on the other side. Also, Michael Lombardi's four minutes. Yep. top, Top five quarterbacks bottom five quarterbacks and michael lombardi's power rankings here coming up next on the lombardi line this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here's your host Femi Abebefe on vsan the sports betting network Make this football season your best ever by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up for a VEASAN annual subscription, and you'll also get a free copy of Michael Lombardi's new book, Football Done Right. Just use promo code LOMBARDI when you sign up. If you would like an autographed copy of Michael's book, just email us at subscribe at VEASAN.com. This a limited time offer so sign up today and vison.com slash subscribe all the actives and inactives are pouring in here on this nfl sunday week number two this is the lombardi line hanging out on the DraftKings network michael lombardi on the road femi bebfe hanging out here in downtown las vegas we'll get to the actives and actives in just a bit but we wanted to finish up our handicap here of giants at the cardinals and the point that i was making as we were heading to break here michael from an injury standpoint uh andrew thomas the left tackle for the new york giants i think they're going to take that up until game time i haven't seen whether he's been reported in or out of course this is a late afternoon kick off this one over at 405 Eastern 105 Pacific time and then for the Cardinals a really important one Buda Baker popped up on the injury report as well so we'll get the status of him shortly about 90 minutes prior to kickoff right and I I mean all those I mean look the Cardinals can't lose any of their players I mean that's really they have no depth to really handle this I mean they're a team rebuild they play hard they play they play tough Uh, I give them credit for that but defensively you know that's going to be hard Kelvin Beecham was supposed to be their starting right tackle he's been hurt he was practicing this week we'll see if he plays if not Paris Johnson will go look uh, the other issue is can they make any plays are they explosive James Conner was on the injury report as well I fully expect him to play but the issue comes into their defense are they good enough on defense and look let's face it uh, Daniel Jones has to play better you know, Daniel Jones has to be able to play from in front. And we know this about the the Giants last year. They beat up on bad teams. That's one of the things the Giants do a nice job with. The Giants don't win this game. They're going to San Francisco on a short week. Good luck with a bad offensive line. Good luck with that one, right? <laughs> you, you're on the road against San Francisco and Evan Neal's not blocking anybody. Good luck with that one, right? So mm. this is one they have to get. I'm not saying it's a panic. 
But, you know, Andrew Thomas is probably not going to play. That hurts. Matt Pert was on the injury list. They're back up left tackle. So, you know, they could conceivably have a lot of new faces in a line that didn't play very well. So what they have to do is protect the football, get back to giant football, which is Barkley, you know, which is run Barkley. I think they averaged like seven yards per completion last week. They couldn't throw the ball. A lot of it was the line. A lot of it was Jones. Yeah, no, it was it was really atrocious there from the Giants offense. And we'll get to the Michael Lombardi t- bottom five quarterbacks of this week. But I wanted to just give folks a little bit of information on why this Falcons Packers line is moving. Not only is it just Aaron Jones and Christian Watkins who are out, David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, also inactive for the Green Bay Packers. So I think that's why we're seeing that line go to three. They just wanted to get that information across to our viewers and our listeners who might be looking for why the Falcons right now are three point favorites. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, let's get to your bottom five quarterbacks. And this Giants Cardinals game sort of headlines the list here for yeah. you, Michael. This is what you wrote about over on VEASAN.com. Who are your bottom five quarterbacks entering into week two Sunday slate? Well, based on last week, it's this game. I mean, we got Daniel Jones, who, <laughs> you know, obviously didn't play well last week, averaged mm-hmm. 3.7 yards per attempt, you know, through two interceptions, you know, threw for 104 yards. Now, I don't know what he was doing in the, in the game at the end of the game. I, I certainly defend him on that area. But he's got to bounce back. You don't get paid $40 million to get sacked seven times to throw the ball for 100 yards and turn the ball over. So that's got to change. And poor Joshua Dobbs. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, Joshua Dobbs is trying to do what he can do. I think he's a smart player. Uh, you know, he hasn't had enough time in the system to really make a difference. You know, they're going to have to win games without him turning the ball over. They're going to have to run the football effectively to see if they can do that. And that's going to be a challenge. I mean, last week, you know, he averaged 4-4 per attempt. <laughs> I mean, so this is a game where where basically both teams couldn't run, but at least the Cardinals scored. So my ratings on the bottom were based on last week's games. My ratings on the top were kind of, I, I grandfathered them in. I didn't take anybody out for a disaster. All right, well, let's get to your top five signal callers heading into week two. And of course, when you say that you didn't go ahead and look at last week's game and you grandfathered it in, we're going to start with Patrick Mahomes at number one. Yeah, I mean, look, we know Patrick didn't play his best game, but he didn't get a lot of help. So I fully expect him with another week back with his guy, Kelsey, back. He will. Burrow is going to play well. I mean, Burrow, you know, Burrow is one of those guys that, you know, he's determined to play well and he will. Now, weather wise, is it a factor? I don't think so. Jalen Hurts, two games, not the same player he was last year, not the same on third down, not the same in terms of percentage of completion. And the Eagles offense isn't the same on in terms of what they've been able to do. But they got two wins. Herbert, to me, if he doesn't stop making mental mistakes and doing things that just don't help his team win in crunch time, crunch time. I'm not talking about when today, don't tweet me today when he throws a beautiful pass to Mike Williams and say, you, you know, you're doubting this guy. No, I'm talking about when the game is on the line and you're down, you know, you're down by two points with a minute 45 to go and you got two minutes to go. You got to win that game. You got to win that game. And then Josh Allen's got to win the game. I mean, today, if, if all, if 40% of the circus survivor goes out, it's because Josh Allen keeps giving the ball to the Raiders. And that's going to be a problem. And then my bottom five quarterbacks, I don't know if we talked about them. I talked about Jones and Dobbs, the two rookies, Young and Stroud. Uh, Zach Wilson, he's going to have to prove he doesn't belong there. Sam Howell and Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is another guy that I has to. If you're taking Tennessee in the points, he's got to play better. I think he will. I do think he will. I think he'll understand the scheme. I think he'll have a good plan against the scheme. But I also think Henry will help him play better today. So I like that game. I like Tannehill. I'm not saying Tannehill's going to be a star, but all he has to be is effective. And they've got to get they got to get Henry and then a little bit of Spears to kind of offset it if that line can protect up front. Look, if they play too, if they allow them to run the football, which I don't think they will, you know, Henry will have a big day. Also, DeAndre Hopkins active for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so but I mean, he's going to be on the injury report every week. I mean, yeah. he's going to. I mean, he averaged nine yards a catch. I mean. You know, they need what they need is Burks to play really well. They need Burks to they need Spears yeah. to make a play. And they, they need other guys to help Tannehill out, too. Yeah, their best pass catcher last week was probably Nick Westbrook Akine. He was probably their best guy yeah. as a pass catcher. He's uh, been one play. of their better guys down the yeah. stretch lately. He sure has it's played well. Uh, let's get to your power rankings. These are your team power rankings. How did you go about making adjustments from week one now to week two? 
Well, I, you know, I, my power rankings are all based on two areas. They're based on what I determine the outcomes of game. What determines outcomes of games? Fourth quarter production, you know, yards per play, yards per drive, the middle eight. All those things all can be calculated and given a numerical grade. And then subjectively, I grade the quarterbacks, not like pro football focus grades, which had, you know, which had Justin Fields playing as well as Jordan Love. I didn't see that. I grade the quarterbacks myself and give them a ranking. And I grade the offensive coaches and the offensive and the coaching staffs, the offense, defense, kicking game. And I grade those. And that comes into a power ranking. But because I don't have enough data collected from one game, it's kind of difficult. So this list kind of stayed. But I thought San Francisco and Dallas looked like the elite teams based on my numbers and then based on what they did. Uh, I also felt like, you know, Philly's got some holes in them. Had I done this? After the Philly game, probably when you run the numbers on Philly this week, based on what I wrote about in my Friday column, Philly's numbers are not good right now. They're going to have a lot of work to do. They're 2-0, and which is great, but they got a lot of work to do. Jacksonville and Cleveland are two teams that arrows up. Jacksonville defensively, not so much. Cleveland, again, one game in the rain was outstanding. Same thing with Green Bay. Big challenge today without Bakari, without Jones, you know, without Watson. That's going to be a hard, hard game. People are going to start loading up. That line will get to three for Atlanta before we kick it off. Baltimore. To me, injury-wise, is still an issue. Buffalo, where's Josh Allen? And then Cincinnati played poorly last week, but they got to bounce back. Yeah, uh, we're hoping for a big bounce back for the Cincinnati Bengals coming up. Why do we hope for that? Well, you'll find out in the next segment. Uh, But just to get folks uh, an an active and inactive list here, these are some of the key names that have come out as of right now. Of course, David Bakhtiari, who we talked about earlier in the segment, Packers left tackle, he is out. Joey Bosa is active. We hit on him in the first hour there, so Joey Bosa is up. Mark Andrews also up for the Baltimore Ravens. CJ Stroud active. Laramie Tunsil inactive for the Houston Texans. So that line has actually moved, Michael, to pick them as a consensus number and in fact over at DraftKings the Colts have once again become the favorites they're now one yeah. point favorites in that game then the last one here is Chase Claypool of the Chicago Bears is active but the wide receivers will rotate a bit more that is courtesy of Ian Rappaport over there at NFL Network so uh, yeah the, the, the lines are starting to move here we're seeing totals move but the big one from a side perspective of course being the Packers and the Falcons where three is now the consensus number in favor of Atlanta but the, the Colts could close as a favorite, as we saw earlier this week when they were a one-point yeah, favorite in that game. And it's up to 40 and a half in that Colt game, in the Packer-Falcon game too, right? That went mm-hmm. up there. The other game is, you know what's interesting? The line keeps going down. The Jets are down to what, the eight and a half now? Yep. And that game is still 38 and a half. Uh, so, you know, the inactives didn't really affect that at all uh, because of Eckler. Everybody knew Eckler wasn't going to play anyway. The Chicago game is interesting too because – Tampa is was open to three. You know, there's been three, two and a half. But with the injuries for Chicago, you got to be a little concerned about that. Yeah. DraftKings actually has a three there in favor of the Buccaneers. But if you want plus three, you'd have to pay a pretty penny to get Chicago. It'd be like three minus 120 in that range. The rest of the market sitting at two and a half. We will run down the board to wrap up the Lombardi line coming up next here on the DraftKings Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? The DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Get in on NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code VEASAN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEASAN. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the final segment here of the Lombardi line on an NFL week to Sunday. We're happy. Can't wait to get into the action coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes. We'll be kicking off the Sunday slate 13 games on the card. And Michael, this is a this is the time of the, of the show where we go out and run down the board and give out our picks. Are you ready for the action, man? B- buckle the buckle the seatbelts fast. I can't wait to hear what you got cooking here. I cannot yeah. wait. The contest card is full and we are ready to attack it. But let's start in rotation number with the Chargers and the Tennessee Titans right now. The Chargers two and a half point favorites, total 45 and a half. No Austin Eckler for the Chargers. Joey Bosa is in DeAndre Hopkins active for the Tennessee Titans, but a cluster injury at the secondary position yeah i gave this to bill ad for one of my picks of the week i like the titans getting three points i think it's down to two and a half i like the titans to win outright i think it'll be a good game uh but i do think the titans will run the football and be the more physical team especially considering without eckler in the game so i like the titans here Yep, no play for me in this game. But the Cardinals, sorry, not the Cardinals, the Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. This game kicking off here at about an hour 15. Falcons, three-point favorites, total 40 and a half. And the big news in that one, Green Bay without three key stars on offense. No Christian Watkins, no Aaron Jones, and no David Bakhtiari. Yeah, I I think I'm going to take the Packers and the points. This wasn't a play for me with Bill A.D., but I think I'm going to take the Packers and the points here. Uh, And... uh, and just feel like their defense can stop a one-dimensional team for the for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'll take the Packers and the points. All right. It's a no play for me. Uh, three right now. I mean, you consider, I think it's Packers or pass. If we ever got to three and a half, I don't think we will. But a three and a half would be a bet for the Packers. How about the Colts and the Texans? Pick them right now. Houston down four starters on the offensive line. Anthony Richardson making his first start on the road. Yeah, not an official pick for me because I was concerned that Case Keenum might be the quarterback, especially considering when they had C.J. Stroud on the injury report. Now it would be with the Colts. I'd take the I'll take the Colts. It was one point. You were getting one point earlier. But if it's a pick them, the Colts are the play. I like the Colts because I think that offensive line will show up. And the strength of the Colts is their defensive front. So I like that. It is the youngest quarterback matchup in NFL history. Both guys under the age of 22. Incredible stuff down in Houston. Let's go up to Detroit, the Motor City, where the Lions are four and a half point home favorites. Raucous crowd expected at Ford Field. Total 47. This is a play for me, but I want to get your thoughts first. 
Yeah, I, I really don't have a play in this game because the injury report for Seattle worries me. Bad lines on the road don't travel. I think that's hard. That crowd noise is going to be alive. It's going to be ruckus. I would take Detroit and lay the points, but it's not a play for me. This is a plug your nose special for me. I played Seattle plus four and a half in the contest. I also have with my own money some Seattle plus six and a half from earlier in the week, but I also like it at the number of four and a half. I think Seattle's pretty prideful. Pete Carroll get those guys ready to go. You like numbers when they go what you go go south and but you don't like you like three, but you don't like three and a half, but you like six and a half, and you still like four and a half. I'm gonna have to try to figure that one out. I'll get that eventually. It's it's the contest number. We'll we'll, we'll talk next week. We'll get it. it. Uh, Bears. Maybe Dominic will have to explain it to me. I think. got him on money line Let, let's slow down uh, yeah. bears and the buccaneers right now tampa's a two and a half point favorite total 41 what do you like in this one how do you break it down well the bucks don't have carlton davis he's on their injury list so that's a problem but i think to me the bears don't throw the ball effectively enough in this game i think the bears offensive line is concerning the bears nickel corner alan williams not in the game dante foreman who they were relying on to be a power back he's not active for the game i think i'm going to take the bucks i'm going to hold my nose with baker mayfield mm. to take the bucks and lay the points Let's go to Western New York, where the Bills down to seven and a half point favorites across the board. Total 47. A lot of interest here on the silver and black. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to play it. I think to me, it's a lot of points considering how well the Raiders played and how poorly the, the, the Bills played last week. This will be a game, I think, in the first quarter. It's got to go well for the Raiders. They got to stay attached to get it to the fourth quarter. I lean towards the Raiders here. Obviously, I, I have a vested interest in this game. So, <laughs> and I also have my grandsons here who have a vested interest in the game. So, oh, yeah. I would say I would. Uh, I'm leaning. Uh, I'm leaning towards no play. Jacoby Myers' injury really makes it hard yeah. because without him, you know, now Hunter Renfro's got. He didn't have a target last week, nor did he have a catch. He's got to step up. Yeah, no play for me, but I'll be rooting for the Raiders hard and hoping that we get a little bit of carnage in Survivor. Uh, Kansas City taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chiefs three-point road favorites. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey back for the defending world champs. Total 50 and a half. Yeah, this 10 days, Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes gets Kelsey back. I'm not sure about how good Jacksonville is. I think it'll be a close game, but I'm going to lay the points and take the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. He doesn't lose in Florida. I don't think the heat and humidity, we may get a rain delay because of lightning. There's bad mm-hmm. weather in Florida. We saw it yesterday at the Alabama Tampa, Alabama game, South Florida. We may get a little break, but I like the I like the Chiefs today. I think they'll, they played well enough on defense that went undercover. Had they won that game, uh, if Tony catches that ball, they would have been a five-point favorite here. I think this is a line's a little light. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. We went ahead and laid at Chiefs two and a half, and then we took Jags plus three and a half. Let's hope that it oh lands Chiefs three. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I love it. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati, the AFC North. Ravens at the Bengals. Cincinnati right now a three-point favorite, three minus 120, total 45 and a half. I love the Bengals here. Mark Andrews will play. I do think there's too many injuries here for the for the Ravens. I expect the Bengals to come back. But my man Leo, my grandson, who's here with me today, he he uh-huh. likes the uh, he likes the Ravens. He's oh. on the Ravens today, so we're gonna go. We get we a little family dispute when we watch this game here. Okay, we're going Apo Taco. I am also on the Cincinnati Bengals. I laid three with my own money. I played three and a half in the contest. I like Cincinnati in this bounce back spot, and I also played Cincinnati in Survivor. This is my Survivor play of the day, and I will Ooh. be sweating out. I will be sweating Cincinnati out the opening window. <laughs> yes. I like it though, family. You got to take them at some point you i, I take mean them. i would have rather taken them against the bad team but that's okay you can go ahead and take them gotta roll the dice if you don't feel uncomfortable you're not making the right play in survivor so we will be uncomfortable all afternoon i'm gonna write long. that down i'm gonna write that down <laughs> giants at the cardinals right now the g-men four point favorites seeing some four and a half start to pop up in the market as well like, here total sitting at 40 i like everything about the giants i like the coaching matchup i like the fact that they got destroyed last week i think they bounced back in a, in a big way and I'll take the Giants and lay the points on the road in Glendale. It's a big game for the Giants. I mean, this is their season could be 0 three if they don't win this one. And that's a problem. Well, because the Giants on deck have the San Francisco 49ers, the Niners right now in Los Angeles in a quote unquote road game against the Los Angeles Rams sitting at seven point favorites, total 45. Yeah, I, th- this one to me, I think people are overreacting to the Rams a little bit. Look, I think they're better. This front's going to have a hard time blocking them uh i like the 49ers i would lay the points i think purdy will move the football kyle shanahan really understands how to attack raheem mars i'm going to take the point i'm going to lay the points here how about the jets at the cowboys zach wilson that's starting for the game Give me them Green, points. taking the Give points. Me them points i mean i'm taking the points I, I like it i like them i think the line is overreacted here i think the jets will play well defensively 
think it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to run the football. And especially if they don't have Brandon Cooks in the game, I think that's going to be a real challenge. So give me the, give me the, give me the boys. I took the New York Jets in the contest. Jets plus eight and a half is a contest play for me here. I mean, no, I took the, give me the Jets. You like the Jets. Yeah, you like the Jets. Jets. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we got you. Uh, Denver Broncos, four point favorites now. So we went from three and a half to four over at home in the Rocky Mountains. Total sitting at 38 and a half. I gave this to Bill AD at three and a half. Uh, I like it at three and a half. I really do. I think this is a bounce back game. I like the coaching matchup here a lot. I like the coaching matchup here a lot. And I really like the fact that, uh, you know, that Sean Payton understands how to play him and that we can get, you know, we can get a good game out of Russell Wilson, which I think is really going to be important and throw the ball up the field. It's going to be hard. I think for Sam, how I've, I've got some guests in here with me, Femi, that I oh, want yeah? to introduce to you. Yeah. I got my man. I, oh, right I got, I got two guys joining me. We went to a wedding. We got two guys here. So we're, we're all here and uh it's all good so how about right we'll, inter- with them. well introduce us what are their names i'm sure the audience well, wants this to know. one the one to my right here is my man leo he is just in kindergarten and this guy over here to the left this is a bruiser dino he's in preschool now he broke his foot which is a Uh-oh. problem he's got an he's on the injury list unfortunately <laughs> he's on so short-term he's, ir he is, though he, yeah he's on short-term <laughs> dr he's not going to play today all right but he's fully vested into the game completely vested into the game and he can shoot hoops with the best of them Absolutely love it. We're gonna be locked into the football, right? Is that what's going on? We're locked into the football. Uh, we're going it? over. We got a we got a sports bar. We're gonna go over there. We're gonna have a little bite to eat. We're gonna lock ourselves right in there, and we're gonna root for the Raiders because their daddy coaches at the Raiders. Yeah. So that's why they're all geared up with Raider gear. And when they get out there next week, they're gonna be able to cheer on the Raiders against the Steelers. How about that, Leo and Dino? We absolutely love to see that. Tell the whole family we say hello here out in Las Vegas, real quick. There on Sunday Night Football, uh, do you like New England? I, I took plus two and a half with the, Don't with the Patriots. Don't ask me that. You know that I can't pick that. You know I got you. You know I think they'll play better. How's that? All right, we like that. You think they play better, Michael? Your picks: Bengals laying three, Broncos laying three and a half, Titans plus three. I'm on Seahawks plus. Four and a half Bengals laying three and a half Jets plus eight and a half Patriots plus two and a half bonus. I also like the Panthers plus three for the contest as well. Cincinnati will be my survivor play. Michael, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Safe travels back to Jersey. That does it for us here on the Lombardi line. Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff is coming up next here on DraftKings Network. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.